Craft Beer Radio, episode 272 on December 16th, 2013. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio episode 272. We have a series of dark beers plus a little uh, dark IPA to join our our festive crew. There we go. We got, we got all kinds of flavors going mm-hmm. on tonight. We got some Christmas gingerbread. We got some chocolate banana donut. <laughs> Peanut butter donut. <laughs> In a giant pink bottle. Unless you know which, what that is. And, uh, and later on the show we will do the results of our... Xylus. That's it, experiment. yeah. I need to get the names of these ones. I'll try to do that when we're uh, tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think we should start with this one? Hmm. Maybe we start with this flavors here. I was actually no? going to say, let's, what if we do the IPA first? Okay. And then we'll go into the you know the darker flavors. All right. So what we have here, we picked this up at the local store. This is Dark Depths Baltic IPA from Samuel Adams, Boston Beer Company. So this is a 7.6% alcohol by volume, 55 IBUs. It is malted with Sam Adams, two-row pale malt, caramel 60, Munich, and Carafa 1. It has Zeus, Adamum, Zot, Simcoe, East Kent Goldings, and Topaz Hops. It smells good when you pop the cap. Aroma wet, wafted up. Nothing too distinct, but floral. Right, so this is... Dark. It's uh, the color is well. It's it's just basically it, it's a really dark brown, not quite black, but close. So I noticed on the label they said the malts, and you just read them, but I was busy yeah. pouring, so I get. I saw the uh, um, it's kind of written in a little draftsman's. Let me re- repeat them again. Yes, please. Okay, so Sam Adams, their two-row pale malt mm-hmm. blend, their normal one. Caramel 60, Munich, and Carafa 1. Okay, yeah, the Carafa 1. And uh, actually, they, they actually talk about their malt blends here. It's a two-row Harrington, it's a, a Metcalf, and a Copeland. Hmm. It's written on the label. And the, you know, the Carafa 1 gives it that dark flavor. Right. It's a, it's a common one that's used in black IPAs. Now, this one's called a Baltic IPA. And I can only assume that they're, you know, they're going for the Baltic Porter angle. Oh, here. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Baltic Porter. It's brewed with lager yeast, uh-huh. right? So it's, a, it's an IPA brewed with lager yeast. And they're using, looks like the majority of the hops are noble European hops. It does hops, say it's right? a bottom fermenting lager yeah. yeast, right? I mean, they do use Simcoe, Zeus, and yeah, at the Atanum, I think it is. Yes. Because it's, yeah. Atanum. I'll go with Atanum. A H T A N U M. Atanum. Yeah, but it starts off with Zots and, uh, no, it says Zots and Noble Hops. So. Yeah, like East Kent Goldings. I don't know what Topaz are. That's actually not on the label here. Here, check the label. It says Simcoe. So. Huh. Anyway, Simcoe apparently is copyrighted because there's a registration yeah. marked by the Simcoe. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, there's a couple of them. Like, uh, I think Tomahawk. I think right, another one right. is trademarked. What's the? This is. It feels a little cold. What's our temperatures on this bad? These bad boys. Sixty-one. It doesn't feel like 61. 54. That sounds closer to... Yeah, about 53. Yeah, so... Alright, yeah, the nose has a... It's an interesting nose because it does have... They called it a Baltic IPA, and it does have that Baltic porter type aroma that, you know, I'm used to. has a little bit of licorice or something like that going on. has... um, some birch or something like that, you know, like a, a yeah, a little bit of birch bark. That's, or a, that's a good call. You know, it somewhat similar to a root beer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, I I have had this before, but I haven't really analyzed it when okay. I had it. 
Hard to do in a beer bong. <laughs> took, took a second to figure that with the sink in with Greg. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Now I'm getting, I warmed it up, gave it a swirl, and that one was a very floral aroma. I got a bunch of, like a, a some kind of like sweet nectar, like, you know, um, maybe hibiscus flowers or something like that. I just got a whiff that was really floral, more so than the previous couple sniffs. Okay, let's try to delve into this, because I am getting something floral, but it, it, mm-hmm. it it's a little bit more fruity than directly floral. So, you know, it's a little more okay. fruity than potpourri, but but has fruity, has mm-hmm. floral notes to it, so. Definitely a complex aroma, lots of interesting things to yeah, sniff into. Yeah, and, and, and very enticing, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like nectarine as a call. The, the, a little, little bit of peach. Maybe even just a, a slight hint of lime in the aroma. Hmm. Flavor's interesting because it definitely has that IPA front flavor. It doesn't taste like a Baltic Porter at all. At least not immediately. And you're getting some pretty, pretty big hoppy flavors yeah getting a mix between um nectarine grapefruit pith and pear kind of like all those run together before it gets uh, the hops really develop think kettle corn I'm getting the hop. So? Hops are coming on really quickly for oh, me, so I'm not okay. having much time to taste anything other than the bubbles before the um, hops kick in. That, that has sort of the sweetness of, you know, caramelized or kettle corn. Okay. The the hops, you know, turn it more resiny. They they push it into a, you know, the greener direction. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm not see. I'm not sure. I would say greener and resiny. I'm just getting. I mean, I am getting some a fair amount of bitterness and late, but the flavors are all citrus and and other you know soft fleshy fruits. You know, that's that's the kind of you know, like I said, the pear and then all those citrus flavors, big thick pith. We just had um, we get fruit delivered at work once a week, and had one of these. I think it's called a pomelo or pomelo or something like that. Hmm. It's it's like this. It's like the size of almost a soccer ball and you peel it and the, 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 the skin and the pith and the rind is probably about an inch thick. And then you get this thing. It's like a softball inside, you know, and it's, it's like a not so acidic, not so tart grapefruit, hmm. but you know, like once, even once you peeled it, you know, you're peeling like whole sheets of pith off the outside of this thing. And, um, now I'm getting this make that the flavors in this make me think of like, Ridiculous amounts of pith on that fruit. Well, wait till they send you durian. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking when we were like, like the one guy had to looked up online how to peel this thing, right? Because I mean, you could have yeah. opened it, and you, but you just went like, "What is this thing? How do you peel it?" And I was there when he was peeling it. I'm like, "Wouldn't that be awesome if they sent us durian in the in the fruit basket?" Might be awesome no, for no. you. Well, awesome's not the right for, word. Wouldn't it be funny? Yeah, for the rest of the <laughs> for the rest of the. Probably weak. It would smell. <laughs> You're probably not allowed to ship Dorian in the mail. It's it's got a nice flavor to it. It's got mm-hmm. a nice mouthfeel. Um, there's some complication without it being. It, it's hard for me to, to pick out exactly where the fruit is. Maybe you know. I keep I keep falling back on that nectarine thing. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe pick up slight bits of of different fruits there and there, like a little bit of pomegranate here, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of even something like a little bit of close to close to blueberry at one point. Yeah, yeah, I think I could get some blueberry in there. This is the Dark Deaths Baltic IPA, seven point six ABV from Samuel Adams. Now that I'm you know through most of my sample here, I think I am tasting a little bit of the. Something Baltic Porter esque on the back end, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of licorice is coming back yeah. through or something like that. Um, 
probably almost certainly use Baltic porter style yeast for this thing and not just your typical, you know, or well, they not used just a, a lager yeast. So. Well, they did use a lager yeast, but there's different kinds of lager yeast. And, yeah. You know, this probably isn't your typical Oktoberfest lager yeast. It's probably something that they use for the Baltic porters. I'm pretty sure that's a different yeast, but... Uh, yeah, that or it's just a weird combination of hops that they put in there, and the hops make, give it some, you know, some crazy combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like the blueberry call. I think that there's there's some of that in there. Um, I like that the, the hops don't really build too much and get overpowering mm-hmm. over the malts. And, you know, the malts sort of come back and, and, and give you mm-hmm. something at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. You know, the more I drink it, the more, the more toasty it's getting on the back end there. It definitely is an experience. It's a good, it's a good story. You know, the you open it up, you get aroma. Mm-hmm. It kind of evolves through the aroma. Flavors give you a little bit of a journey as you're drinking it. It's a, it's definitely a complex, and um, interesting beer to work through. I agree. Much better than those ones where we're like, uh, it tastes like beer. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm glad. I don't think we've ever actually said that, you know, legitimately on the program. Oh, tastes like beer. Because th- not exactly that, that yeah. but we have, we've been really stumped. And we have been, oh, it tastes like your typical Hefeweizen or something. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said things like that. And, you know, there's some beers that just stymie us, so. Yeah, why not? Go with the pink one. Rogue Voodoo Donut. This is the chocolate peanut butter and banana ale version. So we have had the the first one, which is the maple bacon. Yeah. Now, Voodoo Donut is actually, they're, they're a uh, a donut company that's in, um, where is it? In it's California? in Oregon. I thought it was Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Probably Portland, maybe. So, they're apparently like a really, a, a hugely popular donut place mm-hmm. uh, in Oregon. And Voodoo Donut is, or Rogue is just taking them and using them. Now, I think we didn't, we didn't really like the bacon one that much. We thought it uh, it it could use. It, it, I think we we thought it could use less bacon. <laughs> I, I believe. I, I I recall thinking it wasn't awesome, but I don't yeah. remember why. Okay, two rows C one fifty C one seventy five Caraform Special Two and chocolate malts. They're Rogue Farms Revolution and Independent Hops. Chocolate, peanut butter, and banana, Pac-Man yeast, and free-range coastal water. The there's a there's banana in the aroma for sure. It almost has that um, circus peanut type aroma. Oh, to it. really? Like super saturated banana extract aroma. It doesn't have an ABV on the website. 25 IBU, it says on, on the uh, on the label. 5.3% alcohol by volume. There you go. Yeah, take a sniff of this thing. It's just like, it's like, ju- uh, not uh, juicy fruit's not a great you, example, but there's this fruity. What is that, those candies that have the different fruits in them? The candies that have the different fruits. Runts, I think they're called. Oh, the. They're shaped like fruits? Yeah, they're shaped like fruits. Yeah. Yeah, and and so that banana mm-hmm. one comes through a lot in this. But there's... It's, you but know, there's also a, the, the lime one or something, or so. It, mm-hmm. it, but it's not the like the lime, and it's not like a fresh lime, it's a mm-hmm. candied right, right. lime. I'm, I, I, my nose is telling me there's strawberry aromas coming off yes, of this as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, it feels, feels very candy. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of, uh, actually, I'm, now I'm smelling the strawberry more than banana. Maybe it's just, it's such a potent smell. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if certain scent receptors are clogged up right now, right? Yeah. And I'm smelling something else because it's the fallback, you know, and there's still receptors available. But the smell reminds me a lot of that. Remember that Abita strawberry lager? 
It's been a couple Vaguely. years. It had a pretty potent and interesting strawberry aroma flavor to it. Well, I think that I'm going to try to adjust my expectations here because remember, this is Voodoo mm-hmm. Donut. It's a donut shop. Donuts right. are supposed to be sweet mm-hmm. and you know pretty powerful in terms right. of their their flavors. So I'm going to approach it in that way. This is not going to be a subtle beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a beer that really you know tries to express this you know th- this morning mm-hmm. six a.m get a big powerful burst of sweetness to it so let's see if we get that on the beer the color is is pretty dark pretty black but brown highlights has a cocoa comes through a little bit in the flavor it is pretty sweet i'm trying to pick out the peanut butter per se it's it the peanut butter is not a a front flavor for me it might be a harmonizing factor but it's a it's not readily apparent for me all by itself it almost has the overall beer is really close it's it's just on the far side of the line of getting medicinal kind of tasting medicine yeah i'm not saying it's medicine i'm not saying it's bad but it's awful darn close to me wanting to say that you know i i think this is hmm. you know what this reminds me of Remember those, um, those like sort of vanilla wafers with strawberry oh, yeah, stuff yeah. on top mm-hmm. of it. It, mm-hmm. it, it kind of yeah, tastes like that. you get those you get those wafers that have the vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate ones. Yeah, it tastes like the strawberry one. There's a lot of that flavor in there for some reason. I don't know why we keep saying maybe we're saying strawberry because the bottle is pink, probably maybe. But uh, <laughs> we keep going to strawberry instead of banana for this. It's different. You can at least expect that. Mm. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of bitterness at the end uh, to, to, to help uh, nullify some mm-hmm. of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. I was just reading the, the dedication on the back. Dedicated to Trey and Cat oh. Daddy. The rogues of Voodoo Donuts. Okay. I just was wondering what it was about. Those are probably just the um, the yep. guys who 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 run Voodoo Donut. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm I'm not exactly sure what to think because I'm trying to judge it uh, on a slightly different merit than I would normally judge beer. I mean, like mm-hmm. it, on on a normal flight, this is this would be kind of gross, but judging it as a kind of a, a, a sweet breakfasty donutty type thing there is some value there I, you know we're talking you know we talk about food pairings often and really i think this is probably made to drink with a donut yeah something sweet like that you know because the sweet from sweet then this will seem more bitter mm-hmm. right and it'll kind of cut the donut some so yeah this, the beer just all by itself Again, maybe flight. We just had an IPA, so our tongues are pretty bitter, right? Yeah. So it's hard to say, but I think, you know, this beer, and maybe even the last one, is best set up with something that's pretty sweet. I think so, too. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I, I, if you're going to drink this, get it with a sweet breakfast, some pancakes with with lots of syrup mm-hmm. on it, or, or some donuts or something like that. Don't go for eggs and bacon, don't go for toasts and you know and hash because this this I don't think will complement that well, but it, it it will go well with with other sweet thing with mm-hmm. other sweet candy like things I think. Right. But you know if you try to if you try to put it into a flight, it it's not gonna it's not gonna <laughs> go well. But I'm trying to give it as much of the benefit as it as I can because it, it it's not terrible in, for what it is, mm-hmm. but in the flight it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's also, if there's any knock that I'm going to give it is, it's awful darn to medicinal. Awful darn close to medicinal. And some yeah. people, some people well, that might turn off. They might say that it is over the line. Mm-hmm. It, and yeah, it, it possibly is over the line, but that's kind of Rogue's forte in a, in a sense, right? I mean, their, uh, their whole spiel for, especially a lot of their new things is, mm-hmm. It'll go a little crazy. Dude, be be pretty experimental. 
So I, I don't know. What do you think? I wish the peanut butter would stand out a little bit more. I'm a big fan of peanut yeah, butter. Yeah. And uh, I could definitely, uh, the best one, I, best beer I've had was actually a homebrew at the Cincinnati Homebrewers Conference, you know, what, five, six years ago. The one homebrew club, I don't remember which one, but their whole booth was themed of food, food flavored beers, I would say, right? Because, you know, they're not flavors you normally, like there was a lemongrass lychee nut whip beer. There was a Jamaican jerk porter. But there was also a peanut butter and jelly beer. And they were all, those three were all wonderful. You know, it was like taking the the essence of those foods that can work in beer mm-hmm. and making it work in beer. Because, you know, all three of those, or at least the last two, could definitely be a bad flavored beer gimmick, right? Where it doesn't actually work. And that peanut butter and jelly beer had a strong peanut butter flavor, had a grape jelly flavor, you know, it was a it was a good beer, you know, and I was hoping to get more peanut butter like out of that beer. Well that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the program. No one hates this part. <laughs> Which is where we beg for your money. <laughs> it's not too late to finish up your Christmas shopping. That's right. And where you want to do that is at craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. It's the perfect place to buy whatever you want. It'll be sent to you directly, and just a slight amount of that money, none of it will will be subtracted from your total, but a little bit of it will go to us instead of Jeff Bezos. Right. So it's like a donation where you don't have to spend anything more. It doesn't cost you anything more. You just go to our website, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You're redirected right through to Amazon, but our referral link is tagged in there. So it knows that you're on Amazon because of us, and we get the the thing. And uh, it's uh, it's been a fairly good season. You guys can do better, though. I, I think you guys can do a little bit better. You Come can on, have this, this final push before the end of the holiday season, uh, and um, really bring this year home for Craft Beer Radio. We appreciate everyone's support throughout the year. It's been a pretty good year for a first year promoting this thing. And you know our, our promise to everyone is that the money is going to go directly into the show. That you know that's always our promise. It's not going into our pockets for anything else but the show. Yep. So, yep. Uh, um, you can also donate if you'd like to. We have several different tiers of donations. You Bluehost if you need to get webs website hosting. Yep. Uh, Midwest Brewer Supply if you need some brewing supply. Yep. Those are all on our website. Yep. But Amazon's the way to go. Remember, when you want to go shopping for... I like all the Christmas lights on your phone there. Um, when you're shopping on Amazon, think of us before you go there and just go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And then you are supporting the show. And we appreciate it. And Thank tune you. in to the post show for Amazon Anonymous. We don't know who bought what, but we do know what was purchased. Yes. All right, now on to the boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to tune out now. Now that they're yeah, the exactly. commercial, it's like comedy Batman with the plugs. Everyone just waits for the plugs. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this uh, Christmas beard next because I want to save the Imperial Stout for the end. All right, so uh, Sam Adams Merrymaker. This is a gingerbread stout. It is nine percent alcohol by volume. Uh, is that IBUs? Twenty five IBUs. Use their Sam Adams Ale Yeast. Two-row pale malt blend, as they normally do. Wheat, uh, flaked oats, East Kent Goldings, and Fuggles Hops. They also add, as uh, adjuncts, cinnamon, clove, and ginger. So there you go. All right. Something else I can't read on my phone here with with the malt. Let's see. They got the same kind of inscriptions here. Special ingredients. You read that part already. Two-row pale malt, wheat, something, and flaked oats. They don't have that inscription. They don't have that inscription on the label. They just have the hops and the spices. Oh, well. It does call this... Check out our show notes because we'll have the link. This beer is lively and festive with a devilish streak. Ooh, devilish streak. Another dark one. Uh, This one is actually the darkest of the night so far. Just a, a, a bare... A bare bit of a brown highlight at the top, but these are all these have all been pretty dark. All right, so last week we were talking about the bottle stopper comparisons. We oh, bought some yes. bottle stoppers because we love the Xylus. We talk about the Xylus all the time, 
And we think everyone should have some xyluses to cork off these large bottles that they're not going to finish by themselves in a single sitting. Um, the xylus we've found will tell you the beer will be best within two or three days. I've had the beer with the xylus for a week, two weeks, and the beer still tastes fine. No mm-hmm. noticeable oxidation, no noticeable loss of carbonation. Granted, that's when the bottle is still over half full. Right. Um, but the biggest problem with the xyluses are the big dogfish head bottles. And there's other ones, but yeah. dogfish head's the main one we come across. It's too wide to actually clamp shut inside the dogfish head bottle. So I bought three other kinds of stoppers to see how well they work in these other bottles. Got the, the um, Pedrini Wine Stopper 2-Pack. It's $6.04 for two of these. Um, this one has a problem where it won't work well in your normal beer bottles. You want to use a Xylus for those. This works okay in dogfish ones with a narrow neck and other Belgian beers that have narrow necks. But for normal ones, it doesn't seal tight enough and you can just kind of lift it right off. The other one that we tried is the Flip Top Bottle Stopper. And let's see, this one was... This is the True Fabrication Flip Top Bottle Stopper, $4.45. Actually, the one I got was in a three-pack, but I don't see the three-pack listed. Oh, here it is. $9.99 for three of them is what I paid. This one has a really long lever, and its down position doesn't catch quite hard enough, so it can pop open on its own. It did not pop open in my fridge, but when I loaded the Crime and Punishment from last week into my cooler carrier take up to uh, my brother-in-law's house um when i was putting it in it popped open now granted i'm like oh i saw it i put the xylus on i'm like i'm not putting this in the car so that's the drawback to these and then the third one we bought the joey was the joey and i think this one's probably going to be the winner as the alternative to the xylus yeah it'll work in the dogfish bottles it is um how much is the joey $4.95 Four ninety five a piece, so it's not the most economical, but it's in line with the price of the xyluses. Has a skinnier neck, has a pretty good retention. the The lever is not going to pop open on its own without no, it's not going to pop open on its own. And uh, they're bright and colorful. They're not as elegant as their as their counterparts, right? The other ones look a little sexier. Yeah. This one looks a little more, um, t- you know, preschooler. Yeah, a little utilitarian, I guess you could say. A little more Soviet Russia. <laughs> but really, I would say it's a little more, uh, yeah. So that's the results. I would say buy a Xylus. Buy the Xylus as your primary and get a couple of the Joeys for the bottles the Xylus are too big for. That sounds like, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Now, if you ask me, would the Joeys replace the Xyluses? Uh, as long as in the widest of bottles they seal tight, we haven't tested it enough, I don't think I would have much concerns with, with doing so. Yeah, I think that they'd work fine for both. Yeah. All right, this is the Merrymaker Sam Adams Gingerbread Stout. 9.0 ABV. Devilish streak, must be that booze. <laughs> salmon clove nutmeg and ginger so what that equates to on my nose right now that's five spice without anise what is the me i'm trying to figure out what the it doesn't really smell exactly like any of those right right it, it, it the blend it has a nice the aroma is a nice Blend. Well, there's ginger in there too, right? Let's see. Maybe that's what I was. You know what it smells like to me, weirdly enough, What's is because the the last one had banana in it, right? But this one sort of smells like a banana bread. Okay, so banana breads are typically spiced with what? Lots of. What's the flavor in the banana bread other than bananas? Some cinnamon, right? Right, cinnamon definitely. Cinnamon, probably. Eh, I'm not sure about nutmeg. You're not. Probably nutmeg. I'm not yeah. sure about it. I don't think clove. Yeah. Yeah, the aroma, well, like I said, it smells like a good blend. It's a good, yeah, attractive blend of things. It doesn't really smell like much of anything. Now, 
The nutmeg. There's a little bit of wheat in this, apparently. So. Okay. okay. And you said oats, too, right? Yes. Yeah. So I have this love, I have this weary relationship with Sam Adams and nutmegged beers after last year when they started putting nutmeg in all their wheat beers, and I don't like that. So I'll be um, curious to see how, this, obviously this is a stout, not a wheat beer. Right. But they, if if anything, when I see Sam Adams and nut, Sam Adams and nutmeg, I'm like, I hope it's not overboard. There's definitely the aroma of candied ginger. And when I first opened it, I smelled the gingerbread, that ginger, the, you know, with the gingerbread spices, yeah. a lot more. Now that it's been sitting here after we did the Xylus commercial, or it wasn't the Xylus commercial, it was the alternative to the Xylus <laughs> test. It was a product review. I'm not getting as much. And actually, I'm getting a little something, you know, a little, little bit of the stouts coming through this huge spice bouquet. I'm getting a little bit of the roasty. Maybe. Maybe I just wanted to smell that. So the beer seems like it might be a little cold still. has a bit of an aqueous feel to it. Like, all these spices and stuff doesn't really... Didn't... It wasn't a full-bodied... Um, I don't know if I totally agree with you. Cradle of... It felt pretty full-bodied to okay. me. So we're at about 59 degrees on mine. Let's see here. I think mine needs a little more warming. You're 59 too? Yeah. So let's warm it up a little bit. Warm it up, Chris. <laughs> Thoughts. Thoughts. I don't know. Good thinking. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's uh you get those spices, you get the ginger, comes through a little more potent in the flavor than the aroma. You get some of the cinnamon. Nutmeg is not apparent on its own, but I'm not you know, I'm not saying it's not in there, but it's not a forward flavor. The clove is, you know, probably just a touch in there to give it some balance. It's not yeah. poured either. I mean, it's definitely a spice beer. It's it's kind of reminding me of you know, it, it's a Christmas beer. It, it's mm-hmm. it's a Christmas spice beer, so you're gonna get a lot of spices mm-hmm. and and some some not so distinctive malts because really the, it's about it's about really expressing the spices. And does it taste exactly like a gingerbread man? No, no. not really. But it um, has some of that quality to it. I think this one would go good with some sweets pairings as well, right? All those. I could go with fruitcake. Fruitcake. I was thinking vanilla ice cream. Maybe even make a beer float out of it. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, vanilla ice cream is a nice canvas. So. Mm. There's a lot that would go well with it. I bet Crime and Punishment might even go well with the vanilla ice cream. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Crime was... Those were so good by themselves. Oh. You have yep. any left? I don't. Mm. I Like I said, I shared them with my brother-in-law's yeah. uh, yesterday. what they think of them? Well, the, um, my one brother-in-law, Ted, he liked it. Uh, Mike, who, who picked them up for me, he, he was happy to have tasted them, but they were too hot for him. Yeah. He, he didn't drink much of it. He gave me, you know, we shared the rest of his sample, but I was happy to share. I shared it with Rex down the street. Remember when Rex made the ghost chili beer? Yeah. So I let Rex try a, a little bit of each of those. So it, it made its way around. A little bit of crime and punishment that made it to the cranberry. <laughs> hmm. It's okay by itself. It really doesn't. You know, we had a lot of great things to say about the Sam Adams Dark Depths because it really had a journey as yeah. story. This one's a lot more, hey, I'm a Christmas spice beer. Yes. A little more and straightforward, a little bit more it just just trying to be – it's not trying to be everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's trying to be a Christmas beer. And it, it, it does the job suitably. I think that there, you know, there are other Christmas beers that, that we've had before that, that walk the same line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to definitely 
you know, have some food or get that vanilla beer shake going. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Go with this. I think it would go pretty well. All right. So let's move on to the last beer of the night. All right. Give me a minute to pull up the page. This is the Moylan's Ryan Sullivan's Imperial Stout. So, all right, here's the ingredients on this sucker. Let me give my... Uh, that's, that's a good idea. I think a rinse Get here. that spice bouquet out of our glasses. Always have water with you when you're doing these uh, these tastings. So the barley malt here, this is a pretty, a pretty big malt bill on this sucker. American two-row malt, crystal malt, 15L and 45L, Munich malt, special bean malt, roasted malt, brown malt, chocolate malt, black malt, acidulated malt. <laughs> they used everything they had. Hopped with Yakima Chinook and Yakima Glacier. It's yeasted with uh, White Labs number 001, their Chico yeast. 10% alcohol by volume, 65 IBUs, 1.098 original gravity. It's uh, it's award-winning. Let's see, we got uh, California State Fair. It won gold five times. It won silver one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Won bronze once. At the GBF, it won bronze twice. At the Australian International Beer Awards, it won silver once. And I don't know what icon that is, and I can't read any writing on it. But it won a bronze in 2010 for some other place. (laughs) It's available uh, in terms of bottles only. Oh, wait, and there's more awards on the other side of the label. World Beer Championship, going gold one, (laughs) two, three, four times, silver once. And the North American Brewers Association, it won a gold, a silver, and two bronzes. So they do really cover it with, with the medals it won. So that's a, it's a decent... It better be pretty yeah, darn good. Yeah. It just upped our expectations by reading the label. Kind of did. Kind of did. It's only available in, in uh, 12-ounce bottles unless you want to get a Stanley keg or uh, a 5-gallon or 15-gallon Sankey keg. Liar. Well, it's a 22-ounce bottle. That's what I said. No, you said 12. Oh, sorry, 12 22-ounce bottles. Oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's only available in 22-ounce 20, in bottles or 5 or 15.5-count. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I need to correct myself. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a Moylan's 12-ounce bottle. I don't know if they do them. Oh, wait, no, they do. I've seen, like, their IPA on 12-ounce. Okay. Rome on this one, it smells like a California... Imperial style, big copper rum on it. I don't know, because to me, it smells like a whole lot of malt. <laughs> to me, it feels like walking okay. into a malt room. Does it? Yeah. Okay, my first sniff was uh, lots of hops. More hops than I generally prefer in an Imperial stout. You're definitely smelling hops, mm-hmm. too. But there was a there there was a considerable malt character. Like you said, you, know, you, you walk into one of those big malt rooms, and there's all this different malt in there until you get... Uh, you get a, a sort of blast of mm-hmm. the different types, types of malt in there. Which doesn't surprise me considering how many different malts there are in there. Our fourth black beer of the night. Yeah, the more I smell it, the more use I'm getting to the hops and the more I'm smelling the roasty. Yeah. Roasty deliciousness of Imperial Stout. Let's see. It feels cold on my fingers. What does the infrared gun say? It's 58.8. What does the wolf say? <laughs> yeah, about 59 degrees. These are a little bit uh, colder than like last week when we were around 64, 65. That's because we BS'd more last week. Yes, we did. We had to... Uh, wow, our, our pre-show and post-show was both pretty long last week. <laughs> we generally pull the beers out of the fridge before the pre-show. And that gives them a good time to come up to temperature. But, you know, for big winter warmers and period stuff like this, you know, Greg and I prefer them much warmer than, you know, published specs, yes. right? Because, yeah. you know, if you read what the drinking Imperial Stout at, you, I would think it's probably going to say 53, 54. Something like that. It would, yeah. Let me see. Let's refresh my memory on exactly what it is. 
But in order to really taste everything, I think you got to go into the 60 range to, to really get your your tongue into it. So, and 60 is not warm. It's just, it, it's warmer than, you know, it's not mm-hmm. 30 degrees, it's not 32 right. degrees. Right. Remember, your, your body is still at something, something around 95 to, to, to 99. It's around that area. Fifty-seven sixty-one is actually where they have barley wine, quadruple imperial stout, double IPA, double buck, ice bucket, mead. And see, I would go sixty-four. I would say that's kind of the sweet spot. So about five degrees higher. Yeah, fifty-seven really, I find, doesn't really open them up. It, yeah. It's it's more re- reasonable than what I thought that this would say. This is the Rapier Drinking Guide I'm looking at right now. Rapier.com, drinking guide. All right, yeah, so I put enough heat into it to take this beer up to 64. So we're a couple degrees above the top end on the guide there. And the aroma just opened up so yeah. much more, mm-hmm. right? Let's see what I've got here. The aroma's giving me more toffee. It's giving me a little more... Yeah, 64. Toffee's the main thing I'm noticing. I'm getting a little bit of... Uh, Oh. <laughs> it's kind of weird that we have you know we have now all these different equipment for beer. We have these Spielgau glasses that we love. We have the xyluses to protect them. Then we also have a laser <laughs> or an infrared, infrared thermometer, thermometer in order to make sure that our beers are exactly. Well, the no, right this is just so we can communicate. Yeah, that's to true. The listeners in a scale, right? Well, yeah, so but I mean, because I mean, we, but how how are you going to measure otherwise besides sticking a. a a thermometer well, right. beer. But yeah, thermometer, even with the quick reads, it's a little too intrusive, right? The, the infrared gun's great for that. But, you know, I know where, I, when I'm holding the glass, I know where the beer needs to yeah. be. You do. Since we drink together, we've been drinking together for eight years, we have this whole twin language thing where we know what that means. But trying to <laughs> convey that to, you know, people that have never met us, that's where you need a scale. Mm-hmm. You know, a scale that is consistent and published so that's where the uh, high-tech infrared gun comes into play. So in case you're curious. Oh, he's going to get all international on us now. 18.7 degrees Celsius. It's more toasty. The toffee's coming through. A touch of of smoke. Maybe like, I want to say like a touch of peat smoke, but man, it's just the tiniest little bit. Just like don't 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 read into that too much. You know, it, it actually to me touch like devil's food cake. Um, a little bit of sort of chocolate of of a dark chocolate mm-hmm. shavings. Okay. There's a first thing I get in the flavor is a lot of cocoa. Mm-hmm. The hops aren't too bitter. They're not too citrusy. They're there, though. They're there, but they're they're not West Coasting me. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. not tasting like citrus or bitter bomb or something. Yeah. You know, they're really integrated well. What, what they're doing is is they're, they're doing a good job of sort of balancing out the sweetness. And to me, you know, how visual mm-hmm. I am, I feel like they're on the sides as sort of like lines that are kind of... Do a big exhale through your nose. You, maybe you did it a little too fast, but okay. I got this wonderful chocolate. Co- it's almost like a hot cocoa or chocolate milk type aroma, a little more rich and dark. It was. I just got this wonderful bonus when I just breathed, and it was just. I don't know. It was just another aspect of the beer that was just enjoyable. Yeah, there's there's a nice cocoa, a, a little, a little marshmallow in that cocoa mm. too. A little extra sweetness. Mm-hmm. But there's also bitterness there. Don't don't think it's just plain old sweet. Mm-hmm. There there is hot bitterness there, and uh, it, it's. I hope it doesn't build. Let's make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. by sipping a little bit more. I am noticing the bitterness a little bit more as I drink it. Not to problematic levels yet, but it is getting a little more apparent than the first couple of sips, which are, you know, 
when the the chocolate notes were out, mm-hmm. you know, taking the lead. They're kind of coming back a little bit more. I'm getting a little more of the roasty, the toasty. Um, yeah, there's a touch of like, how do I want to describe this? I wish I had some more degrees of, of levels of toast. The touch of toasted marshmallow. Okay, yeah. There's a little bit of kind of Nutella. That's good, yeah. For some, some reason, vaguely, like hazelnutty, vaguely. I think that might be the hops actually contributing some of that. Giving it some time in between mm-hmm. sips so that the hops don't build right. too much. That's pretty tasty. The booziness isn't... It's not boozy. You know, it's not apparent on how alcoholic it is. I'm looking to see. I don't recall what... Ten. Ten. That's, it's, it, it, yeah, it doesn't it feel like pretty, a ten. It tastes pretty small for ten. Sneaky. I mean, what it does give you is a smoothness. I think that that high alcohol helps with the smoothness character. So it does feel pretty velvety. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I dig it. I would to drink it slow. That mm. way the hops won't build. Mm-hmm. If we were to just drink it pretty fast, then I think the hops would build and it would just get a little bit too bitter. Uh, but if you drink it slow and sort of let it mature, mm-hmm. then I think it does the right job. Pretty pretty tasty. Uh, in 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 this case, there's you know, there's you know dark chocolate. There's a little bit of that vanilla wafery thing. A little bit of of, of vanilla. Okay. Well, I think it's time to put these beers in order and then. Wrap up the show. Hmm. What do you think? I think so too. All right. Um, so we pretty much know where the top of the show is going to be. I'm trying to figure out the bottom of the show. Shocking. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk through my pro- thought process here a little bit. We got the Rogue Voodoo Donut Chocolate Peanut Butter Banana <laughs> Ale thing. It was curious and fascinating, bordering on the medicine-y, sweet, definitely would be good paired with sweet breakfast things. We got the Merrymaker, which was a good use of spices, but kind of just a use of spices. Kind of straightforward. Didn't, didn't tell a story otherwise, but there was nothing offensive. You know, they could have screwed up the spices easily. They didn't. They did right. a good use of spices. Right. Um... I think I'm going to put the Rogue Voodoo Donut at the bottom because of how close it was for me to find it medicinal. Um, I think, you know, we recapped it here. I think if I, when I do go back to drink it some more, I'm going to do definitely try it. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go get a donut and I'm going to drink it with a donut and see what I think about it just because I can. Mm-hmm. The Merrymaker, this is the one I said should be in a vanilla beer float. I might get crazy and put that in a vanilla beer float. See what happens. <laughs> um, number two of the night will be the Dark Depths Baltic IPA from Sam Adams. I enjoyed that beer a lot. We had a ton to say about it. It definitely was a beer that progressed through a story as you were sniffing it and as you were drinking it. You know, I think a lot of people can get this beer and and enjoy the drinking experience yes. of it and yeah. really explore it and. Um, for us, at least, it was easy to put some vocabulary to it. It wasn't stymieing us with how to how to imagine the beer. And then the Moylan's was just a pretty darn good um, Imperial Stout. It's won a lot of medals. Is it the best Imperial Stout I can think of? Probably not, but it, no. it's pretty good. And and pretty good is is eh, it's good enough, right? I would say it's even better than good enough. I say it's 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 well done. <laughs> it's a beer well done. Only picky snobs like us have problems so, with it. So, I, I I like my beers more medium rare. That's uh, <laughs> that's just me though. Right. 
Okay, so I I would have to agree with uh, with Jeff here. My number, one, I'll go top to bottom. My number one is Moylan, uh, and my number two is going to be well, Moylan. Yeah, I mean it was it was really good. Drink it slow. Drink it at a good temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you do that, I think you really enjoy it. Uh, my number two is going to be the Dark Depth. Told a nice story. Um, good to have an IPA in the flight, but not overwhelm yourself with IPAs. Mm-hmm. But also hadn't had lots of good flavors into it. Uh, the Merrymaker was a decent Christmas beer, which is fine, you know, especially for this time of year. Mm-hmm. But probably would go well with something. And then yeah, the Rogue, it, it was just different. And I don't want to kind of over. <laughs> it 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 doesn't fit in very many flights. <laughs> No. Unless it's a donut flight. Right. So try it with a donut and see. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Craft Beer Radio. We really do appreciate your patronage. And you can uh, find our website, which is craftbeerradio.com. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Jeff Bearer. At CBR Greg. We're on Facebook and Google Plus as well, but like as we said recently, make a lot of noise and we'll might see you, but we really don't monitor those properties that much. Uh, Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website to find out what that means. Um, and anything with a sound bed like Run DMC back there, you know, we don't own the rights to that. We're just kind of squatting here, so don't use that under the Creative Commons license. I want to say thank you to Patrick for uh, for listening to everything oh, last yes. uh, last week. So. Yes, he used the secret word at the end of the post show, and all you other slackers didn't get that far. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. <laughs> no, not at all. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you again in a, maybe a few weeks. I'm actually going to Disney World next week. Disney World! Yeah, so we'll see if we do another show before Disney. Probably not. And then we'll do something when I get back. Okay.